0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Miles, it's PJ Dykes and JP Mason. It's a Celtic state of mind, statey, state of mind, and it's Thursday afternoon. JP, you were at the game, we're still talking about it, and quite rightly so. There is a lot to dissect. But what I want to know, first of all, is about your experience on Tuesday night. Talk to me about getting to that game. First time you've seen Real Madrid in the flesh, I'm guessing.
3: It is? Uh, no, actually no.
2: I've seen, I went to a home game uh at the Bernabeu Um, this does not surprise me I knew that you had probably at some point went and done that you know and had that experience
3: it it was was by chance uh, happened to find ourselves in Madrid uh, on tour and went to a Madrid game Uh, I don't have any you know love of Real Madrid never have but there was a lot of us and the, the majority consensus was to go see the game. So we went to the Real Madrid against Leganés, and they absolutely tonked them. I think five or six nil. Tony Cruz, Eden Hazard, uh, Sergio Ramos scored as well when he was still there. So yeah, I'd seen them, but I'd long wanted to see them at Celtic Park just because, you know, we'd, we've played everybody else, it seems, um, and, and never Real Madrid. So it was just... I mean, I, I wanted to get to the ground as early as possible. I didn't want to get caught in any queues. I didn't want to have any issues with my ticket because I was kind of panicking paddock, about that as well, you know, with the the whole, you know, activation of the cards. Yeah. It, it, it's, just, it's just something that goes through your mind, especially when on my first game this season, I went and I, I couldn't get in. And obviously you just, on a game like that, I remember the Man City game, I joined the queue and uh, you could hear you'll never walk alone. And... And the next thing, my card didn't work, and I ran down. The woman was like, "Oh, it should be working." And I went, "Well, it's not." And then we scored um, while we were—I was, was in the queue. Then barely scored, and I missed that. You know, and I missed the Champions League. You know, music and the, mm-hmm. the whole, the whole thing.
2: Yeah, so yeah.
3: That, that's something that you know you just don't want to put yourself in a position where you're, there's even a possibility of missing that because it's these things don't happen that often, and you know. Uh, so I was in my seat by, I don't know, ten past seven or something like that. Pretty oh, okay. sober, um, and just soaking uh, up. Yeah, just excited about. I mean, watching Real Madrid uh, doing their pre-match warm-up and just mm-hmm. seeing the, mm-hmm. the one-touch passing between them, and it was, it was pretty terrifying. But at the same time, you were confident that what we had to deliver, what we had to bring to the game, you know, was something at least that we could, you know bring our game to them a little bit and and we did that so well in that first half. And I know people will be like, Oh, congratulations, you won, you know, a first half of football. But we heard that enough about a certain other team last season when they drew 0-0 in a game where they got tonked in the first half. So um <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh forget about that first half in any uh hurry because Kyle McGregor's shot goes in I might still be drinking right now. <laughs> um,
2: see see the thing, you, you can't forget, you, because it's a different type of uh, analysis. Is that a Stone Roses mug you've got there? No, it's an 80s movies. Oh, it looked like the Roses, I was going to say, man. I mean, we, we don't send uh, this kind of thing, like you wear that and I'll wear this, but I no, I, we both I've not even, both got a, not even got a
3: Celtic State of Mind mug. That needs to be sorted.
2: That definitely does need to be sorted, absolutely. Uh, Talking of which, if you want some merch, click on the link under the video. Seamless. See that? Uh Um, No, I think that it is important that you look at what it is that we can take from the game because we weren't there as spectators I loved and I mentioned this other day when I was talking to Amy I loved the fact that when Ange Postercoglu was asked about uh, the Bernabeu, you know, and how uh, much of an experience that was going to be for him and where it would rank and basically his answer was and obviously I'm paraphrasing here but his answer went along the lines of the fact that he's not a sightseer he's not a tourist um, anybody can go to the Bernabeu and do the, the stadium tour that's not what he's there for he's not there for the experience he's there to build a team to develop a team to get Get, um, experience into players who hadn't yet had it so that when they come up against this challenge again, JP, they'll be better equipped, they'll have the tools. Um, do you think? I, I mean, I, I, there are players I'm going to um, specifically look at, but do you think that particular game um, passed anybody by? I mean, going into the game. We're looking at various players who had obviously made the step up to Celtic and then this is another step up to the Champions League um, because I, I'm thinking of a couple who we're going to talk about who absolutely took it in their stride and I'm, I'm thinking of guys like Hattati and Matt O'Reilly took the game in their stride. And by the way, people might might think this is a bit of a stretch too far but I'm going to even throw in Jens. I thought Jens, mm, having yeah. not played much football, didn't look out of place in the middle of the, the defence in a game like that, did you think it passed anybody anybody by? And by the way that wouldn't concern me too much under the circumstances at this stage if it did
3: I think it would be harsh to say passed them by but I think Abada definitely looked a bit oh my god I'm playing Real Madrid this is you know the biggest one of the biggest games of my career possibly ever you know like I, I just think he, his decision making wasn't quite as good and you know we don't know exactly the reasoning for him being hooked at half-time, but mm. I just think he maybe was a little bit overawed by the occasion. I mean, the guy's 20, do you know what I mean? You can't really have a go at him for that. I mean, what a massive game to play um, at this age of, you know, at this age in your career. <laughs> and then, you know, he, he couldn't have possibly escaped the the build-up to the whole thing and the, the excitement, the anticipation, and then suddenly you're in the park wearing a Celtic shirt and expected to... To deliver. Um, that said, I think a few people have said this, that he probably would have taken that chance that Maeda had in the second yeah,
2: I know. Just because I of know.
3: his instinct. Like, he didn't have the time where he had to think, how am I going to beat this player or how am I going to get down and put the cross in? It was just a simple, it fell to him. Would he have the time to take the touch? You know, Remember he took the touch against Dundee United and rocketed it into the, into the roof of the net. I, that was a pressure game. That was the last minute. OK, it's not Real Madrid, of course, but um, you just wonder. Juranovic did fizz the ball in, really. It was right in front of me. So as soon as Juranovic hit it, he almost hit it like a, a cross come shot. So mm-hmm. it did come at him. It, it, it did come at Maida quite fast, but you do ask yourself, would, would, would Mabada um, have done differently there? But as for the rest of them, I don't, I don't really think you could say it passed them by you know they, all, they you, there's no way you can get in at half time now now against Real Madrid if the game's passed you by you know there's no room for passengers in that first half and everybody contributed and you know that shot from McGregor I've watched it 15 20 times now and you just think wow it's, it's an inch it's an inch to the right and it's it's inside the goal.
2: Even a different spin on the ball, and and you know it goes, you, you know, it ricochets in a different direction. The reason I ask is because we've got to this stage here where, right, we're, we're now playing the Europe's elite, the finest in um, European football, potentially the finest in the world, and you've got Ange Postecoglou on this uh, journey of rebuilding. Celtic. I mean, that's exactly what this is. I mean, he's rebuilding Celtic, and uh, we've come up against that side pretty quickly. If you think about it, you know, just over a year since he took over, and he has managed to get a you know a, a group of players, JP, that many of whom, and I haven't checked this by the way, I, I fired it into the into the group chat after the game. I says, how many of these guys have never played in the Champions League? You know, at the, in the starting eleven, um, and he's managed to bring them together, and they equipped themselves in such a way that you can't say there were, like you say, there were any passengers. Um, I, I'm going to run through a, a few of the things and we'll come back to Hatati and O'Reilly um, because although I'm pointing them out, there were other really big performers, McGregor, for example, but um, Matt O'Reilly was making his 86th senior appearance in football, never mind in Champions League football. That was his 86th game of football as a senior professional footballer. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, Rio Hatati 103 games he's played, he's 24 he's 24, he's played mm. 103 games of football <clears throat> and those two guys for me not only didn't the game pass them by they didn't look out of place and I've been hearing all this nonsense over the last couple of days about unless you've got 200 million or I'm 100 million quid you can't compete in the Champions League, there's your proof right there there's two players who cost in the region of 3 million quid combined Mm. And for me, they went toe to toe with Real Madrid. They went toe to toe with Europe's finest. Hardly any experience in the tank between the two of them, JP. Um, so do you think that flies in the face of anybody who believes you need to spend a hundred or two hundred million quid to compete at that level? Well, I
3: mean, you definitely need to spend big money to compete, as in with a with a, an idea of getting to the latter stages of the tournament. But at this point in time, in the group stages. You know, depending on your draw, obviously, I mean, we, we couldn't have got a bigger team to, to start back in the Champions League than Real Madrid. How things go in the next two games against Shakhtar, who won comfortably, unbelievably, with Marion Schwed scoring twice. Um, <laughs> we'll come to that. yeah. Uh, um, and, then, and then, so they, they obviously, you know, battered Leipzig, and Leipzig have uh, parted ways with, um, with their manager as a result. Mm. Um And I believe Marco Rose is going in. From what I read this morning, I think last night or this morning, I read that Marco Marco Rose was going to be the next coach. But he's not got a magic wand. He's just not going to just you don't you don't suddenly have a brilliant team, you know, playing straight away for you and um, adopting your methods and tactics and everything else. As we've seen, it doesn't you know it doesn't happen overnight. So you know. I, I would be cautiously optimistic about what we could do against Leipzig. Um, Shakhtar are our, a our complete unknown uh, quantity. I think now now that they've gone and got that result in Germany, but you know I think it's all about your your draws really and and what how your team is playing. I mean we we saw before the weekend we'd won five 0 away, come on nine nil away at Dundee United, four one uh, away at Ross County you know, it's stood it's to reason that we were going into that game and you were confident we were going to score goals against against Rangers. So we're, we're a good team playing well, which showed in that first half against Real Madrid, you know, and yeah. that was against Real Madrid. So it's all, you've said it before, you get it right domestically, then it should carry in to Europe as well. You know, it's not as if you're just going to build a team for Europe mm-hmm. and then, you know, just sort of uh, tread water domestically, you know if you've got a team playing well in in the domestic competitions and playing as well as we are, then it stands to reason that I should carry on into into Europe, regardless of money, regardless of money spent because you' you've either got a team playing well or you've or you've not, and there's no egos, there's no superstars in that Celtic team. You get the feeling that they would get slapped back down very quickly if anybody did try to get above their station and start, you know, swaggering about the place or trying to stare people out, you know. Um, it's just uh, it's, it's brilliant, it's brilliant to watch. And I, I've never, I was so so um, pleased that there was still a big crowd there at the end, you know, to, mm. to, to keep up the team. You
2: that, know, that, team. That's huge.
3: Yeah, you, you always think at games like that. I mean, I've I've been at all the, all the Tonkins that we've taken in in the Champions League. You know, your Barcelona's, your PSG's, your Leverkusens last season. That game on, on Tuesday felt like the Leverkusen game last season, where you're coming away going three nil, quite harsh on us. And that's mad thing that we're talking about it being Real Madrid. You know, they they just you know that they're, they're frightening at the at their third goal. One of the guys behind me shouted terrible defending that's terrible defending they must have put about 33 passes together to make that right. goal and went through as like a hot knife through butter it was it, it, I don't think you could blame the defence at that point
2: no this is the thing and Kev won't mind me saying it but we had a, a to and fro um, on on the, the messaging service after the game where I was saying just that JP I was like right okay let, let's take the Modric goal uh, in isolation right um, isn't that down to his sheer brilliance? You know, if if we did anything slightly differently, would he not have still found a way to score because he's that good? I mean, mm. it, I know that there there are going to be people out there who um, can pinpoint and analyse every single position, every player, and give us a yard or a margin here or there. Modric will still find a way, JP, because he's one of the best footballers on, on the planet. Mm. He's going to find a way. I mean, even the way he finished that, you know, no adjustment to his... The, the weight of his body. He, you know, whatever part of the body that he can strike that ball with, he's doing it outside of the right boot. Beautiful goal. But we do have a habit and it's understandable that as soon as that happens, we're like, how could we have prevented that goal? Some, some goals you can't prevent. You just, it's going to happen because you're playing such a high quality footballer. Um, and I'm going to bring my... My failed football career into this conversation, JP, because I never played at any level, and I certainly never scored a hat trick at Celtic Park. I know someone who did. Um, scored but, against the school teachers, though. I believe. Oh, I did. You've seen oh, that always. goal? Yeah, I oh, have it was great. It was captured. There is video footage for anybody out there who wants to see it. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I remember being at a level where you would come up against and being in five football in the Scottish Cup. Uh, the best, the best. Um, Draw ever was Glen Oakle because you had to play them obviously in, be, behind closed doors. Uh, but in the Scottish Cup, you would always come up against somebody. And I remember, you know, even just things like Geardock were a team from the kind of central belt. Oh my God. And I played in aye. Geardock. Aye. Unbelievable. Next, next, next to Earth Castle. Yep. And, and the thing, aye, aye, exactly. Aye. Mm. And, um, but what you learned from a very, very young age is that there are levels when it comes to ability, strength, um you know vision skill the whole thing and and often you're simply on a different level and we found that uh when we were traveling to these places and i remember uh on one occasion i was never asked back strange enough but i went to train with Tynecastle, castle and i just couldn't get the ball couldn't keep up with anyone now that is a, a tiny microcosm of uh, sport at a very very amateur kind of level but it carries on as obviously sport continues into the professional ranks. So, so you've got levels. And at this moment in time, um, when you are really steamrolling every side domestically, and then you come up against Real Madrid, I think it's credit to Ange Postecoglou on that side that we were able to raise our game and actually compete with that side for 55 minutes because we're not being tested to the same level by the opponents. But I think we are being tested to that level by Ange, day to day and i think that's this whole we never stop thing uh you know it's a mantra but, you know, it's become one of these slogans that you can throw on a, a cap or a T-shirt and it's just a, a cool wee saying and you associate it with Ange. But there is a lot of meaning to it, JP, because what he means by that, what I'm taking from it, is every training session is preparing you for that night against Real Madrid. Every single meal that you have, every single decision you make, every game that you play against mediocre or, or good Scottish opposition is preparing you for that that night against Real Madrid or Shakhtar Donetsk or, you know, and I think that's what I take from the we never stop. It's not just about, right, we've scored eight goals against United. let's score nine. It's about preparing yourself for these big occasions. And I think that there is no doubt that a year and a bit in, Ange certainly had uh, the team prepared for it, but he had us as supporters prepared for it as well, JP, because we knew we were going into that game And we've all had a bloody nose in Europe as Celtic fans. We've all had an absolute drubbing. But there was a strange kind of feeling going into this game that that wasn't going to happen. I mean, uh, Liam Carrigan from Celtic Down Under was talking about um, getting a draw and getting a win and stuff like that. And it's bizarre that we were even talking like that. You know, we didn't get it. But he had given us that belief that he was definitely going to ensure that we were prepared for the challenge and for 55 minutes you know a, a wee bit of spin in McGregor's ball when it goes in Maeda you know I, I remember Van Hoydonk saying against PSG that the floodlights got in his eyes Maeda any kind of instinctive toe poke the ball's in the back of the net and as you say had a been on the park who knows had the chance dropped to yakamakas who knows but we missed these chances and um, it came back to haunt us because yeah, Real Madrid would have been rattled at that stage, and I'm sure they would have then been able to answer the challenge themselves, JP. But exactly. the very fact that we're even talking like this shows uh, what Ange is, is is aiming for. I'm going to bring in as much comments as I can today, but the reason I've brought up the banner is I've been getting kind of DMs all day today about people like uh, losing their mind at the prospect of Ange Postecoglou leaving Celtic, and. Um, It's no surprise, JP, that clubs are going to be interested in them at this stage, is it?
1: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for.
0: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
3: Nah, I mean, I mean we saw it with Brendan Rodgers from very early on. There you go, 18 minutes. Brendan Rogers. <laughs> uh, because... Is he
2: one of the predecessors I was referring to? Probably. Uh, Just didn't know what to type his name.
3: Yeah, no, I mean he he was getting linked when he was away. I mean, mm. probably from the moment he walked through the door because people didn't think that we that he was um worthy of being a Celtic manager and he was he was he was a bigger fish and all the rest mm. of it. Mm-hmm. So now that Foster Cog was doing as well as he is and you know, people were picking up on his um football and kind of um Legacy that he's starting to lay down at Celtic you know independent commentators I've seen a lot of people that have got no skin in the game with regards to Celtic you know making comments about about Postecoglou and sort of waving waving the flag for him as if to say oh here check out what this guy's doing at Celtic because it's pretty good you know and you see some some of the graphs that are presented of you know, the players' performance levels against Real Madrid and you're going, right, okay, well, this guy knows how to set up a team and he's no he's no idiot. I mean, it's mad to think that a year ago we went to Livingston and lost one 0 and came out. I, I remember coming out of the ground that day just going, Where do we go from here? Because we did look a little bit kinda of, not clueless, but I mean Livingston had had again taken three points off us and you're just thinking, how how is this continually happening? And then a year down the line, we're going into a game, and the manager saying in the press conference beforehand, "Oh, you want me to burst their bubble? Do you? You want me?" To... He goes, "I want them bouncing in here, and I hopefully we will, will send them bouncing out as well." And do you know what? Even after a three nil defeat, I still I, I, I didn't bounce out maybe, but I, I, I wasn't, you know, feeling as bereft as I, I have done in previous batterings at Celtic Park, where you've not even got you've not laid a glove on them. Like mm-hmm. we've not got anywhere near them. And I wouldn't have thought there would have been too many Madrid fans shouting that's terrible defendant. If McGregor's shot had gone in, they would have applauded the goal because it was a great strike. Yeah. Great hold up play from Jack Um and we were in a position at that point where a goal wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have flattered us, if that's the right terminology. You know? I no, mean we, it, it we definitely we're we worthy of we're worthy of it, <laughs> you know. Obviously, then you, you then as soon as you as soon as you score, then it's immediately over to them to say right. Well, what can you do? And you know we all know what they can do. They showed it in the second half, um, what they can do. But but Postnikov putting himself in the shop window. I don't want to call it a shop window, but I mean the Champions League. Ultimately, there's a lot more eyes in the Champions League than there is mm. on a run of the mill Scottish League game or a cup game. Um, or even the Europa League you know I don't think you know beating Ferenc Varos home and away last season and uh, beating Real Betis at home even going toe-to-toe with Leverkusen away and Betis away I don't think many people would have stood up and took notice of Posta at that point but if we were to be fortunate enough to get a win or a win and a draw in the next couple of games then things start to, to shift in terms of that but I don't think he's cut from the same cloth as, um, you know, Brendan Rodgers had one eye on going back to England as soon as he was up here. He knew that. We all maybe kind of tried to pretend that we didn't believe that whilst he was dishing out the, you know, the, the sort of uh, the anecdotes and the the, the the Celtic the Celtic patter that we all... The, the
2: half-truths,
3: yeah. The, yeah, aye, aye. but I mean, with, with Ange Postecoglou, you get the feeling that If he does have an idea of how long he wants to stay here for, it's certainly not leaving halfway through a season. And it's certainly not leaving until he feels his work is done. Uh, That's that's how I feel watching him Mm. and listening to him in interviews.
2: Yeah, there is a job um, that he started. And, you know, that trajectory we were talking about again uh, during the week there has been so steep in terms of the improvement and bringing his team together, that will obviously level off JP because it can't continue in that vein Mm. uh, for three or four or five years. But um, he's done what he's had to do domestically at the moment. Uh, We've looked fierce this season. And you just know that Ange has had one eye on the Champions League. He's not had one eye on the English League. And that's the difference. You know, Brendan Rodgers, when he comes in, uh, as you say, stepping stone. If they looked at Celtic as if we were a stepping stone to get him back into the English Premiership, he got what he wanted and away he went. I don't think Ange is, you know, the same kind of character. And the the thing with this is, we've been disappointed time and time again with people within football uh, because of the mercenary nature of players and managers in the past, but. You know we can only go with our, our gut on this, and I, I truly believe what I hear when Ange Postecoglou talks. I think we've we've seen it in the press conferences that he's had with Celtic fan media, um, which you know I think you get a different Ange in those press conferences than you do when he's up, a, you know, up in front of the the broadcast media, um, the mainstream media, as it were, and then you get a completely different Ange when he's sitting in front of Paul Slane and Cy Ferry as well. So, you know, I I just think the the one thing about him is he's genuine. And, you know, I don't at this moment in time have concerns. The time comes when every single one of our legends leaves. That time comes. You know, I was looking for some other reason, looking at the departure of Henrik Larson. You know what I mean? And you think to yourself, um, Larson left after he had given us what he had to give. And he went away and he, and he produced and performed elsewhere. Uh, but I, I can't remember anyone saying a bad word about him at the time or since. And I think that when Ange event, eventually it comes to that point, um, then I think we're going to be left with the same impression of him because I don't think he, he's got the fibre to uh, leave during the night and no say his goodbyes and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm going to bring in some of the comments. And by the way, I'm leaving thinking about it. Right, I'm not even thinking about yeah. that eventuality. Um, Magnet sixty-seven. By the way, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great to buck that trend where you've got all these rich leagues that think that, you know money can buy them anything. They, you know, they, they can just have that power and that control over uh, any person, anybody's registration, anybody's business, just by turning up with more money than them. It would be great to buck that trend and say, well, actually, I've got a job here. It's a three-year plan or a five-year plan. Um, come back to me and speak to me when I'm finished. You know what I mean? I would love to see it. Um, and if there's one man going to book that trend, it's Hans Postacoglu. Afternoon, Axom Team, no way on earth will Ange be lured away to any mediocre EPL club. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, he, he is where he is because he wants to compete like he did on Tuesday night. And after the game, JP, he was disappointed. He definitely He doesn't, wants, he, he doesn't he want to be an also ran, you know. He wants to compete at that level. And you've got to take your hat off. Another thing I want to say: obviously, um, we bigged up the Celtic support on the night. Um, I was, I, I watched back the uh, the footage on a an American based channel, and although it wasn't two uh, American commentators, there were two people who I don't think had a great real interest in Scottish football. They were. You know, they were covering the game. I think maybe Kev Graham was watching the same game as me. And uh, basically, they were saying, wow, you know, Hak the last time he played for Celtic was against Ross County. And look at him now. And they were talking about Scottish football in disparaging terms. But by the end of the game, they had a respect for Celtic, JP. You could tell the way they were talking, the way that Celtic had approached the game against the European champions, they had a respect for Celtic. And th- this is another thing as well. We need to start rebuilding that, don't we, on this stage. Yeah. How big a, a legacy is that performance, the atmosphere, the overall night? How big is that for Celtic going forward in order to attract new players, attract new sponsorship, increase the, the coverage and the exposure of the club across the globe?
3: just reminds people what we're all about you know as a as a, as a club there's numerous news outlets and media people people I've heard of people I've not heard of you see it on Twitter you know people with ticks, so they're you know they're, they're of substance uh, verified and all that you know you see them posting stories you know or clips just saying like wow what an atmosphere this place is, is something special and you know I, I don't like this kind of uh, feeling like you're almost embarrassed to say, oh, that Celtic Park is a really good place to go and play football. I mean, you shouldn't be, you know, there's a lot of kind of slagging about that, you know, on Twitter from, usually from, I don't know, Dundee United or Motherwell fans or something like that. But, oh, here they go, talking about their famous atmosphere again. It's like, well, well, I it is. We've, we've just played Real Madrid in the Champions League. Yeah, we got beat, but... We, we put on a we put on a show the green brigades t4 was amazing you yeah. know again that gets slagged i don't know why it, it, it looked brilliant um as it did on saturday as well uh that the 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 um with the smoke bomb etc that was great some things they let us down very very small things but i don't understand why people want to throw things at a player when they' when they're celebrating a goal i know it was only a cup of juice and a hot dog bun but why, you know, why throw anything? Just let the guy celebrate. He scored a goal. He's, at whatever age he is, 20. What age is Vinicius Junior? 21, 20?
2: Mm, and what, <laughs> you know, he's and what scored, a player. And he what scored a
3: player. goal in the Champions League. He's going to celebrate. He's not going, yeah. to, he's not going to walk off back to the halfway line and go, sorry, I scored. You know, he's going to celebrate. So don't chuck things at him. Do you know what I mean? I know that getting hit by a cup of juice isn't going to put him out for the season. Neither is a hot dog bun, but it's just... It's not a good look. And I know, again, it was only a couple of people that did it, so you can't really say, oh, well, it's a large portion of our fans because two or three people out of 60,000 isn't a lot, but it's visual and it's not a good look. And I could see, I looked along to, to watch him celebrate and I saw the things raining down or a couple of things raining down immediately and I just thought, oh, God, why? Of all the things to do... You just take your medicine. You know it was a, it was a horrible moment. Of course it was because we were we were in the game and then all of a sudden we're one nil down and you're like oh well they're they're not going to lose a one nil weed. see
2: the thing I'm not going to get on a high horse or maybe I am so anybody watching who thinks I'm on my high horse give me a shout or slag me off or whatever but see these people that do it though, JP right I, I look at them like yourself with absolute despair because again I was doing a wee bit of um, research on the Rapid Vienna game. I should wash my mouth out after saying this, but mm. um, obviously, you know, we, we somehow overcame that first leg deficit on a, on a famous Celtic Park night back in 1984. Famous night. I remember my old man going down to Old Trafford to, you know, see the, the, the one-off playoff game that, you know, we ended up losing and getting knocked out. Rapid Vienna, of course, got to the final, played Everton, etc. And, um, you know, it, it it was one of these people Different era, JP, but it was one of these people. I was going to call them something there, but I, said, I thought to myself, I better not. That threw a bottle at the player. Now, yeah, ever since then, and it's almost 40 years since it happened, we focus on the player because he completely feigned injury. The bottle was nowhere near him. TV mm-hmm. footage showed that. It was nowhere near the guy. And he left Celtic Park with bandages around his head and everything, right? He looked like one of the cone heads. You know, his head was up to here with bandages. The bottle went nowhere near him. Um, and he feigned it. But throwing the bottle, there's there's the issue. Uh, I don't know who it was. I don't know if there was ever um, any legalities after it. But these people do exist and, and they ruin things for people. They really do. And, um, you know, I, I could be hypercritical of them because... I think that in the past, JP, Axom as a platform, I as an individual, we've been criticised like as if we're one of these scoundrels that do something bad for Celtic's good name and reputation, right. but we don't. It's these people that are throwing things at, at, at you know opposition players. They're the ones that are putting Celtic's good name and dragging it through the mud. Um, I just wanted to re- read this out from Mark McGowan, and it's not a direct message, so I'm not... Um, breaching any kind of privacy. He put this up on the Facebook page of A Celtic State of Mind. Read, uh, and I'll tell you what, this is an unbelievable thing to wake up and read. He um, says, not Celtic related, but I just want to thank Axom. I was an alcoholic drinking litres of vodka every day. I've been sober for nearly seven months. Watching your daily bulletins and music um, helped me through my hardest times. You guys do a lot more than you realise. Thank you. And that was on the Facebook page. And th- these people appreciate that what we're doing, JP, is just a couple of Celtic fans who, by the way, during the week, because you're so busy and because life takes over, we don't generally see each other that often in person. So two Celtic fans hooking up, talking about Celtic, about one of the greatest nights in European football that I can remember. Um, and unfortunately, people give you flack for that. You know what? Focus your flack on these people Have you seen them in the stadium. Have a word with them, man. I mean, that's what's bringing Celtic's name into disrepute. After such an amazing night, an amazing tifo. Um, I mean, the very fact. Where else? Where else on this planet, right? Would Real Madrid go and play football and be met with a chorus of "Viva la Quinta Brigada"? <laughs> right? Where else on this planet? And, and and by the way, the people singing it, JP, know why they're singing it. Mm-hmm. They know why they're singing it. Nobody else on the planet would you get that. That's how special Celtic is, and these individuals just ruin it. Um, and in, in, in many ways, for me, I know we'll get, that
3: we'll get pulled up in the pronunciation, Paul. Quinta, Viva la Quinta, Brigada.
2: Did I say Quinta?
3: Yes, what other
2: words yeah, am yeah, I really, really yeah, bad at yeah, pronouncing?
3: I bought that Christy Moore album when I was in first year at uni, and me and um, my pal Michael, who I've mentioned in the show quite a lot. We used to play that um, that Christy Moore album with Viva La Quinta Brigada on it, uh, very, very often in the halls of residence of Craig Lockhart, uh, Napier Uni, you know, much to the uh, disdain of uh, D Floor, who were full of uh, fans of the other club, shall we say, <laughs> and quite a lot from uh, the north of Ireland as well, which certainly didn't go down well. Uh, and and well, we won. That was that was that season, the uh, 97, 98 season. First first year at my first year at
2: uni. Um, what what a time to be alive! Indeed. By the way, talking of uni, uh, I, I was at uh, Tommy Bond's dinner at the Heriot Watt, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the speakers was uh, Professor Willie mm-hmm. Um We got chatting, and a few months later, he came on a Celtic State of Mind. That is still on the channel for anybody who wants to just. Listen to an absolute brain for an hour. I'm talking about him, not the guy asking the questions. Mm. Um, and it was phenomenal. But, you know, that's the kind of things that make me proud to be a Celtic fan, even though I'm really bad at pronoun- pronouncing the name of the song. Mm. Um, that that kind of thing makes me proud. And in the same breath, you know, I'm, I'm being critical of one or two, an absolute minority. Of oh, AP, like,
3: I mean, I'm not, there's no point in, in turning it into a crusade or anything like that. I mean, it was definitely a couple of people, but it's just, a couple of people on that stage in the Champions League was, was a bit too... Two too, too, too people too many for me. And then the other thing I want to mention, because I saw a lot of it on Twitter as well, was just like, hope all these clowns clapping Modric off the park. You know, it'll be good when they're not there on Saturday and when we're playing Motherwell at home. Well, guess what? I will be there on Saturday at home in Motherwell. And I did applaud uh, Modric as he left the pitch because he was leaving the pitch. He wasn't able to do anything anymore. I wouldn't applaud something that he did whilst he was on the pitch. That's a bit mental. I don't have a Real Madrid and Celtic half and half scarf. Never never would I. Um, But I I don't see the issue with applauding somebody who truly is one of the greatest midfielders of his generation. It's
2: class. JP, I just think it's class. I think any, any neutral observer watching that will be thinking... Oh, look at the Celtic fans! That is absolute—a touch of class. You know what I mean?
3: Like, I, I, like I said, he's leaving the field. You're applauding a guy leaving the field because it's happened before. It's happened. It's, it's know,
2: no natural novel. You know what I mean? No. We're
3: not, we're no applauding something <laughs> like that. No, absolutely not. And it's not as if he's this vicious guy who's been going around two-footing people or anything like that. You know, he's he basically played every single pass with the outside of his foot. Me and the guy Mark in front of me were like. We lost count of them in the amount of outside of the foot passes that he made, left and right. By the way, so you know, you don't get to see players like that that often at Celtic Park. In fact, never, and I don't think I'll ever see him again. So, you it's know, It's just appreciation. I, I in ten years' time, I will look back at the fact that I sat with my arms folded and my face grimaced, or you know, or I was giving them the finger or something like that. Like.
2: No. Right, let's fast forward, right? So there's a wee guy and he's looking up at his dad. Were You hit that Real Madrid game, Dad? Yeah. Aye, son, aye. Aye. Did you see such and such? Aye, I threw a pie at him. Aye. 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 You know what I mean? I'm going to be proud to say that, no, I applauded him. He was a great player. And we've seen yeah. some great players, Prozaneke, I remember he came I remember uh, I him off
3: the pitch as well.
2: Unbelievable. you know. about
3: 40 fags.
2: <laughs> yeah. Stojkovic. Uh, you know, we've had players that have come to Celtic Park and it's just been an absolute pleasure to see them. I remember uh, the Peter Grant testimonial and they had Klinsman and Mateus on the park at the same time, right? And there was a wee guy. I wonder who he is, actually. I, I do sometimes wonder who was the wee guy? Who was the guy that threw the bottle against Rappi Vena? Who was the wee guy that invaded the pitch in the Peter Grant testimonial? And he'd done that wee weevy one where the Kenny Overweight Stewart couldn't quite stop him and then he just weaved his way in and he just ran right up to Klinsmann and shook his hand that was it and the Celtic fans gave him a standing ovation you know what I mean um, but these types of players are just thinking you know welcome them in um, the greatest names come to Celtic Park and he was another one Modric I mean, absolutely brilliant.
3: the Real Madrid fans applauded Jimmy Johnston at the Stefano yeah. testimonial didn't ole, they Ole 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 every time I... he kicked the ball you know I mean, it's I,
2: a touchy class. It's,
3: it's mutual appreciation. It's not, I mean, I wouldn't applaud Neymar off the park. There you go. Neymar, supposedly one of the greats of the modern day. I certainly wouldn't applaud him off the park, regardless of what he's done, because I don't respect the guy as a football player. Um, Messi, different story. But Messi got applauded off the park uh, at Celtic Park as well, I'm sure. I Listen,
2: l- let's flip it a wee bit then. I love it when these players go on about how great a place Celtic Park is. I mean, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a wall at Celtic Park at one point and it had all these quotes on it. I don't know if it was just for an event or whatever. And Maldini was up there and all the greats were up there with quotes about, you know, their memories of Celtic Park, their experiences of Celtic Park. So if we're going to take that, JP, we're going to take the plaudits, then I think you've got to take the other side and it's a mutual respect.
3: I but they, those quotes are from players who lost at Celtic Park. Yeah. So yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever we've done in those games as a, as a as a support have intimidated have intimidated them enough during the game whilst they've been able to affect the game to to nullify or partly nullify what they can do as a player. I mean, beat Man United, beat Man United, we've beaten AC Milan, we've beaten Juventus, um, Porto. Ajax, you know, there's, there's there's a there's a litany of names that we've beaten at Celtic Park and those quotes have come from players who've been beaten, so it's not as if it's all like, oh well, you know, pat like gentle pat in the head, or oh, we Celtic were we were a nice wee club to play and you know mm. and fans were getting all that. it. So, no, we left without the three points and it made it more difficult in our next game or we didn't get top of the group with any second or you know, things like that. So no, I, I think I think you can you can have a, a it lives in or it goes both ways. You can be respectful to a club and you can also support your club at the same time. I don't think it go. I don't think you need to go one way or the other uh, in, in an extreme.
2: Yeah, I know. And and at the same time, I also love the feuds. I love the fact that you know Rapid Vienna and you you know you still think about them in a certain way because of what happened back in nineteen eighty four um, Racing Club. Uh, you know and all these different clubs that were faced and there there is no love lost that's football but Mm -hmm. like you say let's show the respect that we get from these big clubs and these big players and uh, Jungle Lion Lowell was on mad money at Celtic give Ange that mad money now surely to God the board can see he's creating a monster I I think when it comes to Ange it isn't about the money it's not about the money, is it? It's about ambition. It's about trying to achieve something mm-hmm. uh, beyond the norm. I mean, he goes on, JP. It's brilliant when he talks about, you know, giving working class people extraordinary experiences that otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't have in their lives. You know, mm-hmm. that's unbelievable. Because he, I mean, this is a cliche. It's becoming a cliche, but he absolutely gets what we're all about as a Celtic fan base. And um, I don't think it is about money. I really don't. Uh, Maybe what Jungle Lions mean,ing as well, you know, to a lesser degree, is, is give him what he needs to do that job to yeah, fulfil his ambitions. That's
3: different. That's different. You know? I mean, I mean, the guy is what fifty-seven years old. You know, he's obviously appreciative of where he where he's got to. Celtic have taken a chance on him. It was a chance. We all said at the time, whether or not you want to have the benefit of hindsight or whatever there are obviously there there has been people who you know are championing themselves for saying at the end of May last year oh and just you know and just this or and just that it's like you had absolutely no idea at that point in time what was coming none of us did none of us could have foresaw this level of um you know uh, you know success or not just success but the the, the way that the team's playing so you know, it was a gamble, and Celtic took that gamble on him. And I, I, I would think, although I don't know, that he probably feels uh, loyalty and a responsibility to Celtic as a as a result of that. To not just go down to a Brighton or uh you know a, whoever in England or 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 elsewhere. You know, I think he's like I said earlier. I think he's 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 in the middle of doing something at Celtic that you know was a really really difficult. You know, starting point and where he's got to in such a short space of time in a year makes you wonder what could happen a year or for a year down the line from now. You know uh, that that's that's the kind of that's the interesting thing because right now you would say we were definite favourites for the league title after what happened mm-hmm. on Saturday. Rangers mm-hmm. have got to get to January before they even look at signing anybody else to to supplement that squad, which we were all told was this amazing. Team and squad that got to the Europa League final and you know won the Scottish Cup and everything else and we're, they were going to do this and they were going to do that they did nothing you know did nothing they didn't they barely mustered a shot at goal as on Saturday and all their their fan media their cheerleaders in the the actual media all have to actually stop at the end of that game on Saturday and go do you know what Celtic are actually really good. They're well-coached. Their team is all playing for each other. Their sign-ins and recruitment have been spot on. Mm-hmm. Rangers had Yelmaz uh, and Davis Davies, who we missed out on, on the bench last night. Now, does that not hark back to a Champions League qualifier when we had Julian and Golly on the bench? Two players, yeah. that two players that weren't trusted in the exact same positions, by the way. So, you're wondering... You know, is the same thing going over there, recruitment-wise, going on that happened with us, prior, with Neil Wenning Who knows? It's that's for them to worry about. But you know, our, our recruitment has been spot-on, and you can't argue with that. And now, people in the media and their fan media can't argue with it either because it's staring them right in the face.
2: And also, we're at a stage, uh, JP, where that can't be undone in one transfer window. You know, we're, we're now at a stage where Andrew's done so well in three transfer windows, right, that he's not going to start underperforming in terms of his recruitment. We've got a strategy. Um, and what it would require for anyone to challenge us now is to have, you know, an impeccable record in the transfer market, but to do it in such a way where the overhaul would be would be vast. And when mm-hmm. you're hearing the manager saying, "I'm oh, have no cash or there's no big pots of money in the bank and all this stuff, it doesn't concern me in the slightest. I, I mean, we've barely spoken about the Rangers game since you came on today, we've barely touched on that because we've been so focused on Real Madrid. And then obviously we'll be looking ahead to the weekend as well. But um, the way that Ange turned it around in three transfer windows, it had to. it had to be spot on pretty much with just about every transfer that we brought. And there's one or two. There's one or two that you know you could maybe argue were maybe a legacy lined up signings that the Ange didn't play a massive part in anyway, but largely he's got it spot on i want to talk about a couple of them acc g'day blocks what's the caper i'm guessing that's what's the crack 7 30 p.m here in western Australia. welcome to the show thanks for joining us in australia we've got quite a lot of australian viewers tuning into the show now and we do band? appreciate your
3: support ask him what the band that was a band in his profile picture and i was trying to make out who are the band in your picture acc well, I would imagine it'll be an Australian band. I mean, the fact that they're upside down doesn't really. Well, it's uh, fitting, consider where he is.
2: Mm, or, I'm going yeah. to say Midnight Oil.
3: Nah, no way. It looks too nah. new a picture. Nah, it's just, it? it'll be like there's a there's a lot a lot of, a glut of uh, Australian bands these days that have come out of nowhere like Pond and Tame and and all that that are that are you know they've got like quite a good. Seen the new Aussie bands that, that, that do well in Australia and then come over here and then all the Australians that live in Glasgow go and see them in a, mm. in a, in a venue here and they sell out venues here. I've seen it happen loads of times.
2: Nah, well, probably. probably I mean, us. Let us know, ACC. Get into the comments. Um, someone out there will be able to tell us. Urban culture. just going nowhere. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, him and his players are going to achieve something big in Europe in time. And
3: like I think in Europe would know, be qualifying for the last sixteen. Let's face facts; that would be yeah. ma- if we did that it would be absolutely massive.
2: We look back at the times where we have done it, JP, and it's been too long since we've competed at that level. Mm. Um, and you know, I do get some of the comments around the, the the vast amounts of money that these clubs put into the the transfer kitties to get to that level. I, I completely understand that, and the club will be saying, "Well, if you progress by one round." You know that's only going to amount for this amount of income based again. You know, and working that against how much you actually spend, so everything's going to be um, on a business sense. But the the actual impact of someone like Celtic getting to that that stage of this tournament for the club would be massive, and it allows you then to build. I think no matter what happens this season in the Champions League, if we come away from that with six games in the Champions League, JP, we've done better than we did last year. And Ange will see it as progress, and hopefully the experiences that we get from this campaign we can put into um, next year, you know, and and the next campaign as well. And we'll get better because some of the things I was saying about Hatati and uh, O'Reilly, for example, uh, the Hatati, sorry, the O'Reilly stat that he's played eighty six games of senior football is astonishing when you see how he is performing at that particular level on that platform, Um, and. We spoke prior to the game about players stepping up to perform uh, on a consistent basis for Celtic. Hatati's done it. O'Reilly's done it. I'm going to say Jota could be in that category because although I know he's had a couple of loan deals away from Benfica, the the lion's share of his football was at B level. Second string level for Benfica. So he's come to senior football and what we're now seeing this season is a consistency in Jota uh, domestically that I'm not going to say he was inconsistent, but, you know, he had good good kind of passages and and bad last season. Um, And when he's bad, it's better than a lot of others anyway. But these guys have now had that step up, JP. You know, they've now had that step up to the Champions League. They didn't look out of place. And um, young James McKenzie on yesterday's show, I thought, made a really good point in that we might not be able to afford Champions League quality players, but we can produce them. Do you think that's what we're doing with these guys?
3: Well, I mean, it certainly, you know, stands to reason that we're giving them a platform to to show what they can do at that level. And for forty, well, for fifty-five, sixty minutes on Tuesday, they they showed that they, they could play at that level. I mean, obviously we, we weren't like absolutely battering Real Madrid. Let's not like try and uh, rewrite history here. We we, we just looked like we. Belonged in a game against Real Madrid. We didn't, you know, run ring round them. We didn't batter the goalkeeper with lots of shots. But we certainly, you could see that the, the players trusted the system, you know. And I don't know a, a great deal about um, football tactics or systems. I never claimed to. just a f- guy that's loved and watched Celtic for a long time now. <laughs> um, and, you know, watching the players. They, they all trusted each other. They've, they've built up that trust within each other that they could, they'll could trust each other away in Dingwall on a Wednesday night and they'll trust each other at home against Real Madrid on a Tuesday night. You know, it, it, it's it's quite clear to see that um, that they absolutely will, you know, play the way the manager wants them to play and I've not seen that that much in a Celtic side in in my lifetime, that, that you can apply... Those principles across any, against any opposition, and you look back. I asked this. I was walking out um, just at the forge. You know, I was heading up to to the Duke Bar on Saturday after the game, and there was a an older guy looked like he was maybe in his sort of mid seventies or whatever, walking kind of. I'd actually seen him as soon as I came out of Celtic Park, and uh, I caught. Up, I met somebody that I was chatting to. So by the time I got to the forge, I was ended ended up back alongside this guy who I'd seen coming out the ground and he was just walking kind of gingerly and I just tapped him on the, on the shoulder. I went, how does that compare with you've seen? I said, you've seen a lot more than me. How does that compare? And he went, I'll tell you what, son, absolutely fantastic. He says, this is that, that that's as, as good a as Celtic side as I've seen in a long, long time. And he will remember the time when the principles that Stein put in place applied in Scotland and in Europe. And we were going and doing it in Europe as well and obviously did it to the, to the final whistle in, in Lisbon. So, yeah. you know, that, that, that's a, I know that's only one guy and all the rest of it, but I get the feeling that this is a similar...
1: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox
0: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
3: I'm not saying that we're going to do that. Absolutely not. But it's a similar kind of vibe around the team and around the the, the practices and the principles of, of what he's put in place.
2: I love hearing stuff like that. And you've actually made me think that uh, you were talking there about um, going to Dingwall and end Real Madrid. In the past, and we know it happened, because it's been spoken about when we've been trying to sign a player, JP, uh, and the player in question was uh, Ginola, Gina La. Um, just to try and get the right pronunciation because yeah. I'm useless at it. Um, and he was, he was in a meeting. He was in a meeting with Fergus McCann, Tommy Burns, and Willie Hawkey was in the meeting as well, and he speaks about it in a book. It was either We Are Celtic Supporters or Faithful Through and Through. It was a book written by Richard Purden. Um There were three of them. Keeping the Faith was the other one. And he's interviewed Willie Hawkey, who tells the story when they're trying to sign Ginola. And... McCann used the immortal line can he do it on a wet Tuesday night at Brockville and Willie Hockey's kicking him under the table as if to say stop trying to put this guy off from signing for Celtic obviously he went and signed for Newcastle but do you think now that the attitude of Ange is not whether or not he can cut it at Dingwall but maybe the question is can he do it on a Tuesday night against Real Madrid is that the mentality of Ange Postecoglou? can he do it to the level that I want Him to play at. Now, JP um, has dropped out, so I'm going to have to speak to you guys and girls in the comments section until such times that JP comes back in. Um, It could well be uh, an issue at my end. Here he comes. Here he comes. Did you drop it just for a wee second there, mate? Uh, Your screen
3: started to go quite wild and then you froze and then I disappeared.
2: Deary me. Maybe somebody out there is downloading or uploading in the, the studio outside, so they will be reprimanded, obviously, <laughs> because I, I'm a control freak. Um, no, but what I'm trying to say is... The has the, the,
3: book, the Richard Purden book.
2: Aye, the, 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 the mentality, has it changed? Are we no longer concerned if somebody can do it against Falkirk at a wet Brockville on a Tuesday night? And we're now thinking, can they do it against Real Madrid on a Tuesday night on a European platform? Has that mentality changed?
3: I mean we go. you go back to Neil Lennon talking about the culture what did he mean when he said the culture has to change you know what What was he talking about was he talking about this you know like it would be interesting <laughs> it would be really interesting to have an interview with Neil Lennon and Ange Postacoglu you know maybe not now because they're you know well, Ange Postacoglu was in situ as the, as the, as the manager Um, but you know a few years from now, can you imagine sitting a Royal Concert Hall in between Postacogo and Lenin, and and, wow. and talking to them candidly about what was going on when Lenin was there, and what changed when Posticoglu came in, and what was allowed to change when Postacogo came in? Because that would be box office to 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 hear and see that. Because maybe the 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 whole ten in a row thing would be explained away. And by the way, I wonder. The the nick that they're in right now, I wonder, was it was 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 fifty five worth it? Was fifty five worth it for what you're left with right now? Because they threw everything at fifty five, and now they're you know they're back in the Champions League, but they're not competing as I think they all thought they would last night. Because it's not an easy place to go, as we know, it's not easy, an easy place to go. We've gone there with a pretty good firing. Uh, side in domestic domestically, and we've gone and got absolutely battered mm. by bigger and better teams. So it's testament to the Postecoglou that we have a fit and firing domestic team. But also went there on Tuesday and still came away with the game from the game with plaudits. I say, it-
2: talking about plaudits, that's the thing that that's the difference. Um, if there is such a way to be defeated. That, that's the way to do it on Tuesday night mm. um, I've got to say as well though JP I did notice that you had a, an appearance yourself uh, such as your um, ability as as a, a talker of all things Celtic so well done I did watch that and I thought it was brilliant during the week there prior to the Real Madrid well, game
3: I, When you get a text on the morning of the game or no was it Tuesday? No it was Monday I got a text from an unknown number and, you know, the the, the context of the, the pattern was... It led me to think that it was somebody on the wind-up. The guy saying he was from the BBC asking if I wanted to speak about Celtic against Real Madrid or Celtic in the Champions League. And my immediate go-to thought was that it was one of my... Well, I thought it was Brendan. Well, it's not beat around the boots. I thought it was my pal <laughs> Brendan who is notorious for prankies. And um, there's a list of prankies that I could... Rhyme me off that Brendan's done, but I won't bore you with them. But many of them are quite funny. And I, so I didn't know if it was real or not. And I had to, <laughs> I actually found the guy on Twitter and I DM'd him just to make sure that he was real. Like, I, I DM'd him, I was like, I've got his text for you. Is this actually you? And he came back going, Yeah, this is real. And he thought it was funny that it was the first time he'd ever had to verify himself to get a guest on these How,
2: how did he get your number?
3: Apparently, I was on the BBC system as. Uh, John Paul, Celtic fan. <laughs> like, so I must have just been under this list of Brilliant. Celtic fans. I, I don't know how. I can't remember if I've spoken to the BBC. Oh, maybe I have spoken to the BBC before. Like, maybe during lockdown or something like that. I mean, I tried to blank out a lot of that season as as we all do. Um, but maybe they got my number. Maybe they got in touch from something to do with this Celtic state of mind. I don't know. You're
2: on. You're on their intelligence database well that's, that's scary um, there's about a thousand of you watching sorry if there's been a wee issue with my, my signal in here I will get to the bottom of that there is um, horrific weather I don't know if there's something needing a wee uh, a reset procedure uh, for tomorrow but I am keen to to find out what ACC's avatar is so if you're listening to ACC let me know because JP reckons it's something a wee bit more modern than midnight oil um, I did love uh, Beds of Burning Beds of Burning oh, oh brilliant, brilliant. Love that, superb, June. Um, Let's have a wee look ahead then to the weekend, Uh, back to domestic business. I I guess the big question I'm going to ask is, um, now that we're into the two games a week, do we do what we did against Ross County? Do we rest a few, knowing we've got Shakhtar Donetsk?
3: Mm, I would say so. I mean, Haxabanovich looked good when he came on. He did. He he. looked good when he came on against Ross County as well, but he looked good at the weekend. I think maybe a start for him. Maybe maybe another start for Moy at home. He's not started the game at Celtic Park yet. Um, you know, Ralston, you could argue could come in. Maybe maybe even Burnaby. y you're loath to you're loath to put in massive changes, but we showed it at Ross County away, which is a difficult place to go, that we can change the team up and everyone knows the system and can come in and, mm-hmm. and, and do a job. So you know, with the greatest of respects to, to Livingston, I think we could afford to to change it up a bit, maybe not nine changes, and it depends how much he wants to have them ticking over for Wednesday. Um, incidentally, I'm going to be in Spain on Wednesday, so I'm going to need to find a pub in Seville, of all places, to watch the Shakhtar the next game, which is an early kickoff. by the way, if anyone's not noticed that. It's a 5.45 kick-off on Wednesday. Um so yeah I, I I would be comfortable if he made if he made changes because we've seen the depth of the squad and we know what most of those there's not a lot of unknowns there's not people that were still waiting to be like oh we've not seen anything of him what yeah. can what can he do we've seen what most of the players can do and even moy uh, <laughs> even even moy who was I, I was seemed to be derided by uh, a lot of the, the, the support when he came in and folk thinking we were going down a different route in terms of their signing strategy and everything else I remember saying at the time if Ange Postecoglou is happy to have this guy in and it's his, his name that's signed on the dotted line to bring him in then why would you not be happy with the guy and the guy's shown Moy is shown more than capable of his passing range I think is incredible mm-hmm. uh, and would you know? Would be comfortable with him starting on Saturday? And then you've got Abelgard as well. That's the one guy that we haven't seen. We haven't seen him obviously because he's just in the door. Does he start on Saturday? Uh, you know, it's 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 exciting to have you know the the choices and not be wondering you know or relying upon a sort of tried and tested eleven and then not going beyond that. You know exactly. Not, get these guys not, not squeezing games out of guys every week. Where you've got the ability to rest them and th- mm-hmm. there's no way that that, g- that game on tuesday i mean mentally must have taken a lot out of the players because your concentration levels in a game like that i mean it was borderline giving me a headache
2: it's intense yeah
3: oh really intense because you're no mistakes allowed you know the they cut you open i mean i saw that the first goal analyzed by um a guy on a, 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 I can't remember I think it was Tifo Tifo.com or something like that there was a guy that, that stood an English guy and he stood and he analysed the the three goals that Celtic conceded and used sort of markers to show exactly you know Jovanovic was pulled out of position and therefore there was a space for Vinicius Junior so everybody moved across and how uh, was it. Uh, Valverde was tight on on Jens, and then that ball down the wing just set them open, and then we, we just got completely cut open. Mm-hmm. But the, the, that that the concentration levels to get to that point without conceding a goal must have been really really intense. So it stands to reason that you would want to probably rest a good amount of the team on, on Saturday. You know, because we've got another big test next Wednesday. Where yeah, yeah, it won't be as intense as it was at Celtic Park it's weird that it's in a different stadium. I don't know how many of their supporters will be there. I don't know, like, what, how is that even, you know, it's a question I've not thought about until this very second. Like, what is the level of their support Mm. within Warsaw? I have no idea. And we've only got, what, 1,300 tickets or something like that? I'm sure there'll be a lot more of us in the ground than the official allocation. It's going to be a very know.
2: different Champions League night, isn't it, next week? Yeah. That's for sure. Michael, yeah. yeah, I probably do need therapy for Giannola, but <laughs> what, what a head of hair that guy had, man. I mean, you've got to love it. You've got to love it. And, you know, I have made comparisons between him and Jota um, but we have Jota. We didn't have Junolli. We almost did, and I never quite got over that. JP, um, and uh, I'm not sure who the Australian artist is, but Stevie Boy reminds us that Holly Valance had an extraordinary range. Yes, she did. She absolutely did.
3: Was in the last episode of Neighbours as well. Oh,
2: did she make it a ton? She
3: made her a return with, and a scene with Natalie and Brulier, even <laughs> though they were never in the show together. Uh, no, they managed try to, to visualize that scene. work an angle to get them both in the same uh, the same
2: scene. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Listen, JP, it's always an absolute pleasure and I know I, I continually say that but it actually is a real pleasure to chat to you. We've had about a thousand people tuning in live which is phenomenal um, on a Thursday. Thanks everybody for supporting what we do. When we get wee messages like I, I read out earlier it really just brings it home that we are getting into people's um, Loving rooms and on people's tablets and all that kind of stuff, JP, and you know it's, it's it's very, very to, to be honest with you, mate, it's humbling when you get a wee message like that, isn't it? Uh, well, I, I met
3: a couple of guys on Saturday uh, in the Brazen Head uh, for after the match, and I have to thank them or one of them, Matthew, for getting me a shot of Zambuka. But I, I really a Zambuca. In fact, shots full stop are not really my thing. So whilst I appreciated the sentiment, um, I definitely didn't appreciate it on Sunday morning because my God, grim. But uh, yeah, and David as well. David who's is really keen to come in and see the the studio, and uh, we'll we'll set that up for him. He's, he works in Edinburgh, by the way. So um, yeah, he was he was keen to come in and see the. The museum that is the Celtic state of mind studio. Um which is a lot more, it's just a lot more than just that wee corner that you're sitting in right now. I mean the, the room next door is 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 quite overwhelming. I, I see a new thing every single time I come in uh to to to, to see it, you know. They so, are.
2: Uh, you know, all you need to do is look at the bookshelf. We've got everybody on there from uh, Barry Gorty to uh, Bernadette Devlin. Uh, on that bookshelf as well. So in you come, you will be welcome. Uh, Brian, what uh, she was torn about doing it. Come on. Uh, what I was going to bring up actually is it wasn't that one. It was the one underneath it. Natalie, I've seen her live. I've seen her live, and I was telling one of the boys in the studio that I was. At, I can't even remember what festival it was. But what happened Tina was, back. was it We're Tina Park? No, it's Tina Park. Ian Brown was on after her, I think, or somebody mm-hmm. was on after. Her. So I got a nice and hell. It was right in the front. So. <laughs> they don't believe a thing I tell them in here. So, one of them brought up the the video of our performance at Tina the Park. Mm. And there's there's a moment where it pans over to the crowd, and there's me with my Sean Ryder curtains down the front watching. That
3: yourself. The I, there, yeah. There's a video of Pulp from Tina Park where the camera shot Carl goes behind the drum kit, and you, you can see me. And I've got those kind of Nineties trainspotting tinted specs on, you know, they like they were like, they're like uh, orange tinted specs yeah, had yep. had them on uh, for Pulp's headline set, which was uh I, Well, that was my first team, the back, first festival.
2: And they're coming back next year. Pulp, coming back for our live dates.
3: Yeah, can't wait. There'll surely be one in Scotland somewhere, so I, I will be there if if I can.
2: Absolutely. Listen, thank you very much. Before JP and I just digress into music chat, we will let you go. Thank you all for joining us. Once again, thank you to JP Mason for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind.
0: When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203.
1: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet.
0: 18 plus.